This is G.I. Joburg, episode 67, and today we're talking Ultimate Storm Shadow Sculpt. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you've wanted to hear what G.I. Joburg's favorite Storm Shadow Sculpt is, well then this is the episode for you. I'm joined by... Steven! And... Low Energy Rob. With... Special Missions Cujo appearing around office plants. And of course, there's me, Paul, to just add a bit of craziness to the mix. Okay, gentlemen, let's get this thing on. Oh. oh, yeah. This is a future segment that will be included in every G.I. Joburg episode from today onwards. But we decided to devote one episode to a rather large span of figures right out the gate. And what could be more prolific than the sometimes Cobra, sometimes G.I. Joe, sometimes on his own team, Storm Shadow. Ninja in white pajamas, who started out back in 1984 and has become one of the most recognizable characters of the G.I. Joe mythology. Simply put, we are going to be discussing definitive sculpts of the character, and each perhaps putting forward our maybe one, two, or three most definitive Storm Shadow sculpts and toys to ever have emerged. Uh, We're going to hopefully run the gamut of both the character's action figure incarnations, maybe his cartoon appearances, comic book appearances, and maybe even, oh, lo and behold, film appearances. Shall we Shall we do it in order of seniority? Yes. Well, then I think, Kujo, you're going to kick this bad boy off. Cool. Before we get started, does anyone have any new toys they'd like to discuss? With it being Total Mania at the moment, I've I've been picking up some of the new turtles and some of the old turtles. Not old, old turtles, like uh, new old turtles, the 25th anniversary equivalent of the Ninja Turtle toy, which is <laughs> the one with the bendable fingers and all that jazz. They recently did a, a recoloring of them in their 1990s movie incarnation, which at first glance just looked like a recolor, but when you actually have one of these bad boys in hand, you can see that they've added quite a bit of muscle definition to them. they got quite a bit more character or a different style of character in their face. And they got really cool-looking shells that have got nicks and scratches in them, which is great. But yeah, it's just been total mania this side. Uh, nothing Joe-related, or nothing new that's Joe-related, sadly. I got a little bit of Jonas. I'm doing a reread of the Marvel G.I. Joe comic line. So if that's on your mind, hit me up on Twitter, at 86Cujo. I'll probably be dropping some uh, topical tweets of that nature. Awesome, you're inspiring me. I should probably start reading these comics again. Oh, like properly. It feels right. So, the topic, gentlemen. The Storm Shadow Definitive Sculpt. Kujo, let us into your process. How did you go about deciding which action figure is your ultimate Storm Shadow? Well, I, ju- I just wrapped my mind around this uh, specific figure of... Uh, Pretty recently, as of a couple hours ago. The 82, obviously, that's that's his first version, right? 84. The Croc Swords. I mean, that one's a, it's a retro pick. It's easy for veterans like me. But I never found enough menace in the head sculpt. It felt a little off, and, and I, didn't, I didn't think his eye paint uh, conveyed what the art did. So that figure never really felt right. Uh, but I did like his accessories. That backpack was slick, and the arrows were nice. And the teeny tiny little bow. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Teeny little bow. <laughs> yeah, that was like underneath the Christmas tree. As I kind of went through the different, different years, uh, there were certain things that bugged me about different sculpts, and I kind of settled on one that didn't even know about until I was looking at him. But uh, GI Joe Retaliation. Uh, Storm Shadow, and and I don't like those wastes. But if if you're kind of just uh, looking up the sculpt right now, the eyes are completely on point for Storm Shadow, and I think uh, I mean he does have the the socks on, so that's a nice touch. And, and I feel like the articulation on this sculpt actually serves kind of his ninja form. He's got the rocker heels, doesn't he? They sort of rock side to side. 
he does. And, and, and those break real easy. But if, if you're talking like just kind of posing and, and kind of maybe setting up dioramas. Oh, I'm not knocking be... it, man. Oh, really? Okay. I think, yeah. I think that's a terrific innovation. Uh, very welcome. I mean, in order to get a wide stance and still be flat-footed, a uh, figure needs uh, ankle rockers. That's correct. Hey, Paul, you've got that figure, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. He, oh, yes. uh, retaliation. I'm just thinking... Uh, Kujo, you thinking of the because uh, there's quite a few for retaliation. There's that. There is. There is. There's that green white one. That's uh, what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking the silver and white aesthetic with just the the minor cobra emblem. I think that's yeah, version that, 43. Yeah, I think that is the one he's talking about with the giant like rocket launching clamp thing. <laughs> you know what? I, I was hoping that you weren't you were gonna let that slide, but I, I have to agree with you. That's that that's a hideous piece for a ninja. So get that out of there. But they they, <laughs> they keep it minimal. Um his backpack is just those two swords and th- and that's that's all he needs. I mean I, sure give him a bow and arrow, but that's really Zartan. It, just give Storm Shadow the two swords and let him go to work. I'm that's, a big fan of this Storm Shadow actually. Um that, I'm that not... high crawler feels right, doesn't it? Yeah, very much so. I mean, let's put it this way. It's not one of my, like, top three, at least not for this episode. But as far as Storm Shadows go, it's probably one of the best modernized-looking Storm Shadows. You know, he looks a bit cyber. Not overdone, and the gear is very cool, With obviously with the exception of that plastic rocket launcher, which does have its perks because those plastic rocket launchers gave me a lot of really cool string that I could use for my Tomahawk. So... (laughs) No, but that, that's – and thank you for that assist, brother. Yeah, that, that's all I have to say. There's there's a lot of things I'll nitpick probably when you guys bring your stuff up. But this is the version I'm going to I'm gonna settle on. It just – the best all-around package, Storm Shadow, for me. Nice. I think it's a good, it's a good choice. And he's, Let he's me throw... got the full sleeves too, which is kind of nice. Yeah, well, th- yeah, dude, that's, that's a, a fine point to bring up. But I'll, I'll get into that later. I, I dig the sculpt. And, and I think uh, what Paul mentioned about – just kind of that that modernizing, but but without adding a lot of crazy bulk and whatnot. Mm. And those that eye paint that that sells it. Got a great face sculpt, actually. Even in hand, it's uh, very well made. Uh, it's a figure that um, had fairly stringent quality control, <laughs> as opposed to later releases. Cross-eyed Storm Shadow. <laughs> nice. I don't know. I, I'm never going to be a fan of a Storm Shadow that has overly poofy upper thighs. Like, you see what his uniform's doing there, but I don't have to like it. It's like he's wearing quite billowy uh, costume, but it's tucked into these very slimmed down, it looks like shin armor and knee pads. So it's like he's got all that pent tucked into these very slim bits of armor, and it just makes his thighs look really poofy and baggy. No, no, that's my first nitpick. I also am not a fan of that high collar. It's a separate piece, is it not? Uh, no, it's molded. It's a separate piece, but it's glued onto the body. It's not removable. I like it. Kind of breaks the like lines it. for me. I, I'm a fan of that, but, you know, like, to each his own. Uh, as far as the pants go, and sorry to sound like an apologist, but this is just speaking from actual experience. With the Kung Fu pants, with the pants that we train, and with a lot of martial arts pants they generally tend to be quite baggy so that you can get a lot of flexibility Uh, i think as far as this toy goes uh i think that that's kind of what i i see when i look at it like what i'm trying to say is is that i i don't know if i want to say it looks perfectly good but i mean in my mind i just see it so it works this way for me but i see it as functional pants for what he does for kicking and moving around and being able to do the splits etc yeah, you know, and it doesn't look tight. like it limits art- the articulation as well. You know, it, no, it doesn't. looks like it'll no. probably move around really awesomely. Mm-hmm. Well, I defer to your judgment, Paul. You actually own this figure. But it is indeed Cujo's definitive Storm Shadow flying in the face of the more classic presentations. He's gone with version 43, according to Yojo.com, the retaliation movie Storm Shadow. I know. Out of hideousness, a sculpt is born. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to the next most senior member of G.I. Joburg. It's Robert. Wow, I'm so old. <laughs> hey, I went with seniority, not age. Ooh, what's, 
so, so, so how do you define the senior seniority? Get on with your <laughs> unveiling, please, Rob. Age <laughs> before beauty, Rob. <laughs> yeah. So I I looked through, yeah, I went on Yojo, and I looked through all of the 50-plus sculpts of uh, Storm Shadow, all the different variations, and there are lots of cool standouts. Probably one of my favorites was version 27, which is the uh, Black Ninja Crew Leader version of Storm Shadow. Wow. He's very cool, because he's basically it's just a normal Storm Shadow, but all in black. And I thought that was pretty neat. But then I was like, it's... Storm Shadow's normally dressed in white, which I think is, you know... So, yeah, version 27, the Black Ninja Crew leader version, I thought was pretty cool, but it was a bit too different from the original, um, which I think is still a definitive look for the character. But in the end, I settled on version 41 of Storm Shadow as being my definitive sculpt version of Storm Shadow. So he's just a little bit earlier than Retaliation, Storm Shadow, but he's a very cool version because he's got such a customizability. But I would, the, the ultimate version of him I would choose is the one where he wears the black sash, because that looks to me more like the original. And why I like this version is because, although the original had those kind of cut-off sleeves, which I found very, like, weird, this one has full sleeves, and also his entire outfit looks very cloth. You know, it looks like a proper ninja outfit to me. Um, forty one, just to make sure. Yeah, version forty one. As according to JoJo.com, yeah. Yeah, so I just really like the cloth-like look of his, his entire outfit and the fact, yes, that he has the full-length sleeves, and he still has the kind of like cut-off, like cool ninja shoes, whatever those are called. Paul. Ninja tubby. There we go. Ninja tubbies. <laughs> kind of like, I don't know, Pokemon, but not. <laughs> Got to catch them all. They're quite snug. <laughs> one one part of it wraps over your big toe, and then another part wraps around your your small toes. They wrap so that when you kick something, you don't break your toes. They're great. That's nice, <laughs> practical, and and awesome looking. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I chose him, yeah, because of the, the he he invokes the original, but he also in, kind of improves on it as well. And also, he kind Pretty of like formidable accessories. Yes, the, I think out of all of the storm shadows that I looked at, and I looked at most of the fifty or so. He had the best selection of of accessories, which once again invokes the original, but also improves on it because everything is removable, and he just comes with a ton of stuff. He comes with his two swords. He comes with size and nunchuku, kunai, hand claws, throwing stars. He comes with a little cool dart pouch that attaches to his sash, and of course the you know the bow and the quiver and a fan for his hot day. I think the fan is a step too far. No eh? way, dude. A fan is a very formidable weapon. Yeah, Paul knows. <laughs> it shows, like, what I like about the fan is it shows that uh, Storm Shadow is not just a hard a master of hard arts, but he's also a master of soft arts. Because the tight, the fan is traditionally a soft form weapon, but it's very dangerous. It's an assassin's weapon. Allegedly. But that's cool. I'll refer to that knowledge. It, it shows you, like, an overall, like, ninja... To me, this he feels the most ninja in this version as well. There were many other versions that I quite liked, you know, especially like his good guy versions, like like the Grey Stripes version two, and they made a very cool modern era one in version fifty. Was also a very cool look. Also, a very cool. And another one I really quite liked was version five of the the vintage toys, which is the white with the kind of black, slightly black speckling, which is exactly the same as the first one, but it has a little bit of black and stuff on it. But um, this is definitely my favorite because it's the most ninja, the most coolest, and just the best. Version 5, not to be confused with version 3. I mean, ver- version 5 sort of took place after A Real American Hero had had wrapped up in 1994. Version 5, wasn't that like 97? Yeah, it looks like a con exclusive. Of, uh, yeah, or something basically. Like that, or like I mean, just, just, they just recolored the original, um, but made him look a little bit, you know, just a little bit. Like a mix between version 1 and version... Oh, yes, it was the 1997, like, commemorative uh, reissues. Didn't he come with, like, uh, a snake eyes and a, and a, and a scarlet? Possible. Kind yes. of ninja, yeah, so ninja it, it, it invokes version 3, but it looks like version 1. Um, and also another cool version, just to mention one more, like, notable version was, notable mention, was uh, version 44, which is a cool callback to version 3, the Ninja Force leader, but without the limiting real ninja move action. Yes. <laughs> Makes the sculpt look a bit bleh. 
And also has that um, full sleeve look that you like. Yes, exactly. I don't know. It just to me that feels more. You know, like from all the movies I've ever watched with ninjas, they don't like wear short sleeves. You know, like this is you know with you know killing people in summer here. Oh, <laughs> correction! That version five Storm Shadow came with Snake Eyes and Lady J. Whoa, it makes him even better. You get two other cool sculpts. It's called the Commando Team. Very interesting that uh, Scarlet got snubbed there, but I guess she was included in the original 13 um, uh, flag raising, whatever it was, the sort of Iwo Jima-esque, uh, that, that box set. Yeah, I think so. You know, back when they kind of had no more toys to produce and they're just making special releases. <laughs> I remember that uh, reissue uh, set with fond memories, not because they were particularly good, but because it marked a return of G.I. Joe, and that was reason to get excited again. That and the fact that they did a Rattler in a very cool green camo, that's uh, always going to be a, a crowd pleaser for me. Mm, sexy. Sacra. Oh, get over yourself, <laughs> Cujo. <laughs> Can't have a ground attack aircraft that like sticks out like a sore thumb. Needs something that can be easily concealed for uh, between missions and take off from impromptu bases. And just covered hastily with a, a top or a cargo mesh. Yeah, admittedly, it is a lot harder to, uh, you know, to bomb something that is camo colored because you can't see it. <laughs> As Bingo. opposed to something that's bright blue. Mm-hmm. Spot that sucker parked on the ground a mile away. I think that brings uh, the mic up to you, Paul, your definitive version of Storm Shadow. Now, this is going to be interesting because you, I think, have the record number of Storm Shadows on this podcast. Yeah, you even have a sideshow Storm Shadow. Yes, precisely. Uh, He's he's going to be hard-pressed to not uh, invoke the the 12-inch version since he (laughs) has, of course, the Dalai Lama. Don't forget my cool, like, 32-inch statue of Storm Shadow. Holy shit, 32 inches. Where does it bring the Storm Shadow count up to, buddy? I'm not going to include stuff that I don't have anymore, okay? Like, I'm not going to include stuff that I've had. So I'm just going to go ones that I actually have. Sold off Storm Shadows? No, no, just um, stolen or broken. Yeah. But, okay, so we got one. I got two. Uh, there's, wait for it, there's three, four, uh, five, um, six, seven, uh, eight, I'm um, just making sure... Nine, oh, this is 10, really exciting. 11, <laughs> definitely make the cut. 12, <laughs> 13, 14, 15. I have 15 Storm Shadows. Crazy. We excluding Sideshow and my statue. Bravo. And, <laughs> and excluding your very stylish Storm Shadow hoodie with a hood. <laughs> You're wearing it. Yeah. There he is. And your Storm Shadow replica sword. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, uh, whenever um, you thought there was some kind of intruder on your property, you would pick up Snake Eyes' replica sword, and I'd pick up Storm Shadows, and we'd, like, patrol <laughs> yep. patrol the premises. That was hilarious. That's freaking awesome. I know, right? Yeah, now I just do it with a baton, <laughs> because it's lighter, and it's easier to move around. <laughs> uh, let's face it, you haven't exactly sharpened the edges on those blades, have you, Paul? I haven't, but even but they're straight blades, so they wouldn't really cut. They 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 stabby swords. <laughs> so, so yeah. Mister Fifteen versions of Storm Shadow, which one rises to the top? And in huh. your case, I want to know your runners-up as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. So give was... us a top three, buddy. Okay, cool. Well, I'm I'm gonna start this off with um for the longest time my favorite Storm Shadow was the 1988 version two Storm Shadow. Um, I actually coveted this figure quite quite a bit because I never seemed to be able to get my hands on one uh, because friends of mine always had it and whatever, and then they moved, and then I never got to play with it again. So it was like sort of for the longest time, that was my number one Storm Shadow because I used to try and get it and all that. And I still to this date have not got it, But which brings me to uh, when they released the 25th anniversary, I got that sort of that first one that they did. I'm trying... Uh, I failed to remember the version number. Version 22 or something, according to yojo.com. So I got that Storm Shadow, and I was like, okay, it's cool, whatever. But it never, like, filled that hole in me. With the arrival of the Atlantis Factors, the sequel to the G.I. Joe-ness video game, um, there was the Storm Shadow V3, 
uh, version 3 Storm Shadow, that became my de facto Storm Shadow because that was the only Storm Shadow I actually had owned for the longest time. And then I got that color-changing one. But, um, you know, they both had the, the sort of dubious ninja action feature, which was irritating until I eventually broke it somehow. I managed to, like, break it inside and turn it into a normal toy. But, yeah, and, and that was a few years ago. And then, obviously, 25th anniversary came up. And uh, with all of these Storm Shadow releases, well, I'm going to start with my third favorite. There are a lot of really cool Storm Shadow toys. I do really love my Sideshow Storm Shadow. I think uh, as a as a figure, he he offers a lot. Um, he's got a lot of cool posing and a lot of cool weapons, and I just love the the sort of texture and and all that to him. But I'm not talking about the first Sideshow Storm Shadow. I'm talking about the second release from Sideshow, which um, evokes his version two color scheme to a degree. Although ironically, he's still a bad guy in this, as he has the Cobra weapons, but he has that sword that Steve mentioned earlier, which is a uh, well, I don't know. It just it brings a smile to my face. I'm actually looking at it now, and I'm like a little bit giddy. Anyway, uh, so that would be my number three top Storm Shadow sculpt, as it were. My second favorite Storm Shadow sculpt. Uh, my second favorite is definitely 1988 Storm Shadow. I love that figure. I mentioned it earlier. To me, he... You uh, covet like, that which you do I, not have. I covet uh-huh. that which I do not have. But I still love a lot of the styling to it. I think it's a very cool figure it just screams ninja when you look at it you look at it and you cannot deny that that is a ninja i own that figure courtesy of scott centerfonti he sent Uh, it in the care package to me very cool notable as the storm shadow that actually demonstrated the toys taking note of events in the comic book because you'll notice he is wearing the arashikage tattoo yes that's right yeah i got a problem with that (laughs) like that to me is too overt. Like the Rashikari tattoo is almost like somebody telling you they're a Freemason. Like that stuff's got to be covered up. Oh, I don't like it. True, but I think in the comic books, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Steve, because I can't like get a full mental picture. But in the comic books, uh, that is covered up. If correct. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And on version one, Storm Shadow, naturally, it's covered up. Covered up. I yeah. mean, the fact that it's a giant retcon actually is is made perfect by the fact that the original figure has those those forearm wraps and those wraps unravel in issue 21 the silent interlude nice illusion to reveal the arashikage tattoo so yes kucho it was very much hidden from view in the action figure and the comic book appearances and the cartoon appearances but in that unveiling i guess the toy designers wanted to give a nod to Storm Shadow's true allegiance, that being to his clan. That is his true loyalty. You know, the version one, you've got a giant cobra emblem on his uh, his gi, or what would you call yeah. it? Yeah, no, gi gi's fine. And that's his, his, his overt allegiance. But dial the clocks forward a bit, uh, and in 1988, he's now sort of his own agent, and I guess... By including the tattoo and, and making it visible on the action figure, it's his way of, of showing uh, his, his his true allegiance, as I say. But I'm with you, brother. I'm and and with I'm, you. Going to, I'm going to uh, address your point about being able to cover it up. I don't know if you recall, but that second version of Storm Shadow came with the all-too-cool claw accessory, mm-hmm. which you could use to clip over the, the Arashikage tattoo. So if, uh, if you didn't like showing off Storm Shadow's allegiance... He could be running around with some fucking Wolverine action going on. <laughs> uh, my, my last beef, my last beef, uh, the camo's a little dated. I, I thought that the hood sculpt wasn't intimidating enough. I, like, it felt a little like dude was in, like, I don't know, a heavy hoodie. That's all. <laughs> it feels very like 80s ninja to me. He is wearing a, a heavy hoodie. I like that, though. I like his camo because... It kind of works as like snow camo, but it's kind of nondescript. It's like, what is this camo for? You know, it does camo for storm shit. The technical camo that's sort yeah, of urban digi-cam- techno yeah. digital camo. Uh, well, it's uh, attempting to be that, but it is a bit weird. And the fact that it's got this sort of like triad of marks on his face is a little bit disturbing. I don't know. You're almost yeah, selling me. Bullseye. It's, it's like, like Tetris, baby. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, 
I get the red paint app though. You you got to have something to uh, draw attention on that kind of not that you know uh, binary uh, color scheme. As if the red accessories aren't enough. The black bow and the black claws are cool, but I'm not sure I'm a fan of the red backpack and the red sword. I got oh, yeah, agree I just that. Saw that. My childhood sensibilities love the red backpack and the red sword, but my grown-up eyes prefer the black claw and black bow. Is there some precedent to the color red uh, for your equipment in martial arts? No, not necessarily. It's just that red is a very strong color in Asian cultures. I mean, I'm, even in our Kung Fu school, the red, I, it's different. And what I'm, what I'm going to say now is not necessarily representative of all martial arts, but in, in at least in a lot of Asian cultures, red is like a very lucky color, a very strong, sort of bold, almost royal color. And you'll notice that because you'll see a lot of Chinese structures, for example, and a lot of Japanese structures use the color red, especially if you look at, I think it's the Honoji Shrine in Japan has those red arches. They're very sort of synonymous with Japanese culture. It's a, it's a post and lintel, but the lintel is kind of bent and you normally see photos of like rows of those uh, stacked to make a corridor. And that's generally like when you walk through there, that's just to remind you not to do bad things kind of thing, you know, like, like you, you're sort of in the presence of something godly. So that's supposed to sort of, you know, erase a lot of your bad deeds. Like any misgivings you may have, those are supposed to take that away. So you've got that side of it in Chinese New Year's or for Chinese New Year's, uh, red is used a lot to scare off. Um, to scare oh, everything's off red in Chinese culture. Yeah, big yeah. time. Yeah, it's, it's used as both a way to, yeah, just to remember good fortune and stuff, but also to scare off uh, bad things as well. And then in my system... Get red the, packets for Chinese yeah. New Year. Yeah, like, unmarried, <laughs> red packets filled with money. Yep, which I got. I got one of those from Jackie Chan, oddly enough. But anyway, more what? on that time. Yeah, I entered a competition and I won. How much did he give you? A <laughs> uh, hundred, a hundred Hong Kong dollars. <laughs> That's like a thousand rand. No, not yet. <laughs> yeah, but it's close to. It's like well, it's two hundred. No, is isn't the Hong Kong dollars in the rand one to one? It's one. It's one to two at the moment. What? Yeah. My goodness, we're in shit. Um. (laughs) But yeah, uh, uh, red is something you start with and something you end with. And and what it generally means is that you use power or energy without um, resorting to anger. And then another way of looking at it or another side of it is that you bleed a lot before you actually get to a point where, where you don't bleed anymore. Meaning that you spend a lot of time getting strong and going through the system and getting bloodied knuckles and getting your knocks and your bruises and whatever till eventually you chill out and then you end up with red again to kind of say, yeah, you, you're completely covered in all of this. And then you kind of work your way into becoming the more senior ranks where you go back into being white. So Storm Shadow being white is also a, a very strong martial arts color because and and a very strong color within Chinese culture as well because white usually means death but it also is the one side of the you know, the yin yang it's uh, it means internal power the yin and the black normally means external power yang so there's that you know fun fact yay what you think of storm shadow's adoption of a compound bow with his version 2 as opposed to a traditional bow well, to have shot with a recurve and a compound bow. A recurve bow and a compound bow, they both offer an advantage over a standard old-school bow because although the Japanese are known as archers, their bows aren't necessarily the best. So this kind of adoption by the Arashikage to first have a recurve bow, which is what we see with the first Storm Shadow, and then uh, to have Storm Shadow adopt a compound bow, I find that compound bow offers a lot in terms of the tactical sort of advantage, in the sense that if you look at his bow here, he's got the quiver on it, you know, mounted on the bow. Um, he's got, for me, as far as I know, it's a sight, but he's also got counterweights and things like that. So that to me just shows that he can fire without having to worry too much. It also stops somebody else from using a bow because a, uh, a compound bow is not something you can just pick up and fire. Like a lot of people think, oh, it's the easy bow. Yes, it is, but it's not easy in the sense that uh, a rookie can't just pick it up and shoot with it. So it requires quite a bit of skill. So to me, it doesn't say like, oh, he lacks skill or whatever with a compound bow. But the thing that confuses me about giving him a compound bow, at least from a realistic technical level, 
is that compound bows tend to be very finicky and recurve bows tend to be more reliable because they have less moving parts. The compound bows have the spools and then, like I said, the counterweights and all those kind of things. I would say for the sake of maybe him using his bow as, uh, as a sniper or a, in place of a sniper rifle, compound bow is probably the better option because he can change the weight and he can sort of get a target, you know, sight something at quite a far distance. Not that you wouldn't hit that with a recurve bow, but the compound bow would give you a lot more purity in the shot. You could be more accurate, so to speak, without the skill. So maybe there's that. It's an important accessory because Storm Shadow was always touted as a master bowman. That in spite of how skilled Snake Eyes became in training, Storm Shadow was always the master with the bow. And of course that formed an important plot point because the assassination that ultimately forces Storm Shadow to leave the Arashikage clan was committed using a bow. So it was you know, important in setting him up, framing him in fact, as the assassin. But yeah, so as I say, the, the, the bow accessory is vital to Storm Shadow's identity. So maybe that is points against any... Um, definitive sculpt that doesn't include a bow so i'm afraid uh, that that includes uh, your pick doesn't it kujo well technically kujo's pick does come bow, but it's retarded bone arrow made by no i did want to bring just uh, just a real brief uh, revisit of something just because it, it's going to burn me up but like just rereading the uh the gi joe comic i wonder if and i understand why like somebody's a solid white and somebody's a solid black as a coloring scheme on the page, but I, I'm fascinated with the fact, like, did did Hama make Storm Shadow white and Snake Eyes black as, as like visual allegory? Like, what's bad is not always black. Like, you know, ah. Hama being somebody who's a martial artist and has admitted to using a lot of uh, martial arts knowledge. Well, obviously, the man uses his knowledge when he writes the stuff. But yes, black in Chinese culture is not necessarily depicted as evil and white is not necessarily a good thing they're just both opposites in a spectrum and it's not necessarily good and evil sometimes it's just straightforward like you know strength and weakness and soft and hard and good you know that kind of thing it's not hot and sour you know what i mean it's like they're opposites but they require each other to be what they are but also that's another thing i mean with the arashikage symbol I mean, that that's the itching for uh, always moving, you know, always in flux, which in a lot of ways represents the relationship between Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes because they're always in flux. Um, you know, the one is white, the one is black. They are opposites. They are similar to each other because they have traits of each other in, in each other, very much like the pinyin or the yin-yang. But the red is the one thing that is something they both share. So, yeah. and now, because you've heard enough martial arts mumbo jumbo and color theory and all kinds of mad stuff here comes my number one pick my absolute ultimate storm shadow figure has to be storm shadow version 49 it's the 2013 uh, release of storm shadow it is a i believe it was part of the 50th anniversary uh well it was no not the 50th anniversary it's just before then it was the last wave of the retaliation figures basically this storm shadow is a revisiting of storm shadow version one with a lot of the articulation and bells and whistles that we got from rob's favorite storm shadow which i think is storm shadow 42 if memory serves 41 to me is the ultimate storm shadow why because i think they got everything right on this toy and it's actually going to be a very difficult figure to surpass in terms of quality firstly his proportions are top-notch He's got some badass biceps and triceps. He's got very well-sculpted upper arms. His uh, shoulders don't look like ball joints. He's actually got the, the really well-designed shoulder muscles. They sort of, to me, they look like they marry very well with his upper torso. Uh, the outfit, he's ninja gear. It looks realistic on the actual figurine, but it has a lot of comic book qualities in that the shoulders are slightly pointier than they would be in real life but it gives him a more menacing look. It gives it the, the figure some, you know, it's got some like sort of downward facing triangles to make him seem a bit more like a bad guy. This toy, oof, I love this figure. He's so much fun to play with. He's just a little bit better than 41, 
and this is where I'm at odds with Rob. I don't like the full-sleeved look of 41. It's not so much the aesthetic I don't like. I just find that it limits the figure's uh, forearm movement, especially for a character that's meant to use a bow. And um, and all that, I just find that he can't quite get his arm to bend fully to do that, at least uh, in a way that makes me happy, uh, whereas this version does. He also um, has the, the wraps on the forearms, which... I prefer to sleeves and you know we all know what's hiding underneath that one wrap on his right hand his bandolier is comic book accurate it's got that um, nifty little shape on it with the two prongs that go into it into the belt this figure is gold if Hasbro can surpass this figure I would be very impressed uh, in terms of Storm Shadow because I think they totally nailed it even the face sculpt he's got a the look on his face is very good the head sculpt is is tight uh, once again, proportions marry very well. There's just enough detail here to stop it from being bland. There's enough folds. They've added a little bit of a brown gray, a brown white wash on the lower legs, uh, so that he's not completely clean plastic white. They did the similar thing with his head. The only real failings, something that has always bugged me about pretty much every Storm Shadow uh, figure released, and it's something that I wish. Uh, Hasbro would make up its mind on. I find that having swords oriented to his left-hand side has always been a bit of a faux pas. Even though uh, in the comic book, I believe it's very much like that. Although I know that sometimes in certain panels, it's retconned. It's like it's changed around depending on on what the need is within the story. But I just find that as somebody who is A, left-handed and B, knows how to use a sword and understands the sort of effort required to grab a sword from if it's strapped to your back which is by the way not the best thing to do in the world having it on the left hand side and having both the wakazashi and the katana on the left hand side make it a very awkward positioning it's, it's very difficult to get both swords out and defend yourself if that makes sense it's odd it's not a failing in this figure per se it's just a, fa- a failing i find with the storm shadow toys as a whole Aside from the plethora of gear, the wakizashi and the katana themselves have um, massive grips and they tend to look a bit chunky and they look a little too short. They are actually very much out of proportion. This was, of course, done to accommodate the figure and the features and they they look great. I mean, if you've never, if you want to only buy one G.I. Joe in your life and you're a Storm Shadow fan and you get this figure, you will not be disappointed. Trust me. It's just in comparison to dare I say, lesser Storm Shadow figures in the line, this one tends to come with uh, the sort of boo-boo prize swords. In fact, a Storm Shadow figurine that has fantastic swords and a fantastic way to store them is the one that Kujo mentioned earlier. The gear itself is tiny and is easy to lose, but there is a place for everything, uh, with the exception being the hand claws, which if you wanted to, you could actually shove into the little um, space, into the little quiver, because the quiver, if you look carefully... Is not just filled with arrows. It has a great little space there to keep uh, sort of er- errant weapons, you know, if you want to keep stuff in there and have it hang around and whatever. I'm too scared to do that. And obviously the fan doesn't fold up and store itself uh, on the figurine itself. This, <laughs> this accessory, sorry. The jetpack, I love that Hasbro redesigned the claw and that the redesign is actually this. It's just a pity that this is the action feature for this toy. And um, to explain the action feature to you, you plug this onto Storm Shadow's back, and then you push a little pump button at the back of it, and it spins Storm Shadow around. It's so idiotic. Oh, my goodness. It's like, wow, look at the amazing cardwheeling Storm Shadow. And it's so shit. Uh, And the actual pack itself, to make it a feature, they've made it kind of chunky, so it's got a bit of a Fisher-Price vibe. And that's such a, a downer. The, the the thing that sucks about it is that it's so cool and it's so badly fucked up <laughs> that it ends up being shit altogether, which is really sad. And then, this being a figurine tied to the movie line, we've obviously got an alternate head for Storm Shadow, which is uh, based on the uh, actor whose name I cannot re- uh, bring to memory right now, or at least I can, but I'm too scared to pronounce Lee it. Hung. Lee, or whatever, whatever his name is. Sorry, dude, but the problem with this face sculpt is that we've had the face sculpt before with Rise of Cobra, 
and it's actually better in the Rise of Cobra packs because it's not uh, quickly pressed and this thing suffers from some serious yellow fever. Other than that, yeah, this is the ultimate Storm Shadow. If you <laughs> Whatever ever, do you mean? <laughs> in comparison to the actual skin tone on the action figure, the alternate head is very yellow. It, uh, and I'm not talking from Yojo, I'm talking from the figurine itself, from the actual head sculpt. They use a very strong yellow paint, and it's, it's kind of, like, it, dare I say, a bit racist, actually. That's how yellow it is. And the eyes are a bit off and everything, but let's face it, none of you guys listening to this podcast right now are going to buy that figure and put that head sculpt on it, right? So, you know, no big loss. And there's nothing better that they could have put in its place. So, you know, it's one of those failings we can ignore. On that note, uh, I just want to mention just quickly, quickly, some cool Storm Shadow figures, just as somebody who owns like a whole bunch of them. And I just want to just quickly just wrap over them just so that you know that, that there's something else there other than these Ultimate Storm Shadows that maybe some of us have mentioned. On the top of that list, uh, Kujo's mentioned, sorry, version 43 is a great toy. If it's um, if you're looking for a Storm Shadow that has a modern or techno kind of edge, that's your man. Another great uh, Storm Shadow, another great notable mention is version 50, which is essentially Storm Shadow version 2, uh, tooled up with version 41's body sculpt. The exception being the forearms have the lifted up sleeves. This limits the articulation, once, like I mentioned earlier, with holding the bow and all that. But all of the gear is pretty much sound, and he comes with a very cool bow that can actually fold up. Uh, and you'll see this bow in other Storm Shadow releases, but it just works really well here. He's got the quiver. The quiver allows it to hold uh, one extra arrow. And a bit of a hidden feature on this is that the bow can actually fold, and when you fold it together, it's got a little circle, and you can actually put that on the back peg and put that on the back of Storm Shadow. So Storm Shadow can actually hold his bow with his um, quiver um, hands-free. Awesome. Obviously, this cannot... Yeah, it just cannot be done with the backpack, sadly, because the backpack uh, is a reissued or reused backpack, so it's actually got a bit of a molding detail, which prevents that from working. So it's a great little toy with a great little Easter egg. Uh, the paint apps, uh, the face sculpt is is super neat. I'm looking at mine right now as we're talking, and that claw is beautifully done. So that's a great one if you can't get version 49. Version 50 is just as good. Something a little harder to get your hands on, but very sexy, is version 44. Version 44 from Series 28. This is the Dollar Store General Storm Shadow. I'm, of course, referring to the version 3 re-release, which is the black and white, which uh, mimics the Ninja Force Storm Shadow. This is actually something I'm still trying to get my hands on because I'd love to have this in my collection. He is everything that makes version 41 great, just in version 3's color scheme, which if you're a 90s nut or a big fan of the video game, you have to have this in your collection. Bare bones accessories, but it's got a sword, it's got a bow, it's got the bandolier, you're sorted great toy especially if you have any of the others you can mix and match their gear there's an average uh, three pack from retaliation that has storm shadow version 28 he also comes packed with a snake eyes and a red ninja this is a whole bunch of ninja whammer jammer for your buck if you can still get this pack at a decent price and i'm sorry guys i haven't checked out ebay to see the price on this yet but the snake eyes included in this box the storm shadow included in this box and of course the red ninja are all very well-made figurines. They have fantastic uh, gear again. Not all of the gear that you're used to with the other Storm Shadow figures, but enough to be interesting. This Storm Shadow sports more of the techno look with uh, slightly darker gray tones. The Snake Eyes is a slightly more tactical Snake Eyes, but take my word on it, he's a lot of fun. Maybe a bit of a, a dark gray wash here and there would make him look less like a toy. And Red Ninjas are awesome, and you need them in your collection, and what makes this Red Ninja stand out is that he's red and black, so you could call this guy a Red Ninja leader. Two more quickly, I would say the Storm Shadow version 33 from the, the Rise of Cobra. It's the Paris Pursuit Storm Shadow. I know a lot of people might have a knee-jerk reaction against this toy, but uh, he is actually very well sculpted, very well done. And he's got very fashionable sneakers. Very fashionable sneakers, yeah, I know he's, he's down. An oddity is that he's got a gun holster, uh, but that suits the plot of the movie, I suppose, somehow. Uh, 
But uh, once again, he's got great accessories. Oh, he definitely had one of the most fashionable redesigns for Rise of Cobra. Let's make oh, that totally. very clear. If I had to cosplay a Storm Shadow, I do not have the build of um, the comic book Storm Shadow, but I could maybe get away with wearing this outfit. And that's kind of what makes him cool, is that he's actually super relatable as a toy. Uh, so, you know, if you guys haven't got him and you see him somewhere for cheap, he's a, he's a good snag. Just um, ignore the giant green rocket firing missile launcher and the suction cup because they serve no purpose. Other than to destroy the Eiffel Tower, of course. Uh, of course. And lastly, a Storm Shadow that I hold quite close to my heart, not because it is a particularly great figure, but because of the potential that it represents. That is the um, Storm Shadow that comes from the G.I. Joe Resolute 2 pack, which has got Tunnel Rat and Storm Shadow. Now, I bought this pack for the Tunnel Rat and saw the Storm Shadow as a an accessory pack. This changed, of course, when I got the figurines in hand and actually found the Storm Shadow to be quite a lot of fun. It's not a Storm Shadow I would refer to as Storm Shadow himself, but he comes with a lot of alternate gear, and if you are uh, so inclined, you can make a very convincing dice out of him. Uh, he's got a very familiar axe, he's got a guandao, or double-sided guandao, which is a pole arm with a sword at the end of it, in this case, two swords at the end of it, and he's got a very cool, scary-looking, samurai-esque, shredder-esque kind of helmet. This just makes him a great figure in my collection, because he gives my ninja figures maybe a leader or something or a kind of a general for storm shadow or if you want to do like i said you could turn him into a uh, ninja force character if you felt so inclined because most of the parts you need are here and most of these parts were actually used by the collectors club exclusive to create uh, slice and dice i believe uh, although he doesn't have the fenced off mask but if you buy that red ninja i mentioned earlier yeah you'll have that Cool, that's enough Storm Shadow rambling from me. <laughs> so, as you can tell, guys, I'm a huge fan. So, And you know all the names of the weapons. <laughs> Extra points bonus to you, Paul. Wow, I think you were pretty exhaustive with your Storm Shadow rundowns. If I was to say there was a definitive Storm Shadow to your list, it's definitely the sleeveless. Uh, I don't know, one might go so far as to call him Ultimate Storm Shadow with the, the twirly-whirly claw <laughs> nod. Um, I, I agree with you. The long-sleeved version of that same sculpt does limit articulation, and that is certainly a huge consideration uh, because articulation is kind of the do-or-die element to a G.I. Joe. But there's something very tasteful about uh, a ninja master that is fully covered from head to toe. There's something very kind of 80s buff ninja pajamarama uh, about the classic presentation of Storm Shadow, that being your favorite, which is version? Version 49. Version 49. But I think I'm still in favor with 41. Uh, as far as a modern era Storm Shadow is concerned, you're absolutely dead on about the weapons. I, I don't find the hilt width to be too problematic because with modern era figures, you can just kind of bend their uh, hands back into shape after you've uh, used a particularly wide handle. Uh, they, they are quite short, though. You're, you're dead on with that. And unfortunately, you made me look at this... Uh, Storm Shadow in a, a slightly less positive light, and that's okay. I mean, your criticisms are valid, and the articulation limitations are also uh, something to consider. But from head to toe, I mean, there, there is just a subtle wash happening towards his lower legs and feet. I mean, that's taking an all-white figure and just bumping it up a few notches by saying, oh, we're not we're not dialing this in. We didn't decide to take a pass on the paint apps just because we had to figure in all white. We thought, let's make this guy look like he's dirtied his, 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 uh, Taba, Tabbies? Tabbies, yeah. Tabbies. Or his foot a little bit. You know, whatever. you can't yeah. be completely spotless, right? No, exactly. He's running over some, you know, some terrain uh, of some kind. And, and it's cool. It's actually something that um, that is mirrored in Sideshow's statue of mm. um, Storm Shadow, where the lower part of his body is actually uh, sort of, it's dirty. 
you know, it it looks like it's had um, mud and whatever splashed on it, and the feet are are especially um, dirty because they've been making contact with the ground. As it should be. Exactly. The other thing that I'd add to the cauldron is he has the most exceptional hands. They are splayed in a sense that he has uh, his two lower fingers joined, two upper fingers separate, and obviously a a thumb that's kind of curled in a a very, I suppose, uh, what is that, a tiger crane? It's yeah, it's a tiger. Yeah, so it's very similar to a tiger or tiger crane kind of um, grip. Yeah, it's even a Vulcan Death Touch kind of grip <laughs> as well, I suppose. <laughs> Which is so very pliable and perfect for a number of poses. Not only does he look like he means business, just having his hands empty, but he also looks terrific using them to hold the size in a very, very realistic grip. That being. Yeah. Having the index finger and the forefinger basically on either side of the central yeah. spike. He can draw the arrows perfectly if you want to have him in a bowman pose. The ninja star as well, the climbing claw, everything works so well with those grips. And it's something that other Storm Shadow versions did not necessarily incorporate, even though those hands have been around for some time. And I think it's to their detriment because those hands are just perfection they just absolutely scream martial art like hand of death fist of fury like this guy means business it's from head to toe the quintessential ninja but if i am to uh be indulgent and perfectly subjective now that i've kind of gotten the definitive side of my appraisal out of the way i mean okay you don't get a more definitive version of storm shadow than 49 or 41 but the version that's closest to my heart, and you mentioned version 2, well, your version 2 was my version 3. Version 3 Storm Shadow, i.e. Ninja Force Storm Shadow, much maligned for having an action feature, which is normally the, the death knell for any figure. Let me tell you, folks, I was young enough for 1992 to still be G.I. Joe heyday for me. And the Ninja Force were the quintessential figures that everyone on the playground wanted to have. And who was the coolest member of Ninja Force? Storm Shadow. And that Storm Shadow in particular. There's something very tasteful about the meshing of the black and the white, which you said it yourself, Paul, there's that duality in in Eastern culture and the significances of those two colors. And particularly in Storm Shadow's case, because... Out of all the characters of the G.I. Joe mythology, he's the one who has so very often drifted between the light and the dark, the good and the evil, Cobra and G.I. Joe, and that uniform is so representative of that for me. That and the fact that I had a personal personal kinship with that figure because I had him for all of about two days. He was my absolute favorite figure, legendary sadist. I lost him because I played with him that much. And I have spent <laughs> probably my entire, uh, well, the rest of my childhood, my adolescence, and my adult life clawing my way back to getting one. And then eventually got one <laughs> carded, which I then opened in a YouTube review. You can go check it out if you want. Uh, check out G.I. Joburg YouTube channel for a very, um, <laughs> very uh, colorful uncarding uh, of an action figure. Uh, that's my sort of whiskey-fueled reviews. Extra points for having those very tasteful gold accents and some soft goods. He's got uh, cloth coming off his his sash. Crappy accessories. And obviously, the articulation takes a knock for the action features. Even his head isn't on a proper ball joint. It's on a swivel. But I like the black mask. And bonus points for appearing in a G.I. Joe video game. Oh, and one of my favorite non-Larry Harmer issues of the uh, comic book, that being issue 119, where you get some ninja action, but it's tastefully handled because it's just Storm Shadow, Snake Eyes, and Scarlet infiltrating the Cobra Consulate building, which is just a cool, self-contained issue full of infiltration action, which is uh, quite a, an attractive play pattern for any G.I. Joe fan. 
So that's me, guys. Uh, I, I think out of all of this, uh, we've only had two of us in agreement, that being Rob and myself. But definitely, we've got some, some front runners, that being version 41, version 43, and version 49 would be G.I. Joburg's quintessential Storm Shadow versions. <laughs> Definitive, says Rob. Uh, you're muted, man. You don't want to speak. He's, he's taking the, the vow of the silence. Well, being a prima donna. <laughs> no, it's just interesting that Steven's best, his definitive figure sculpt literally has figure sculpt problems with it. But anyway, <laughs> you know, he is, his, his opinions have always been exceptionally subjectively uh, marred by his own subjective. What do, you, what do you mean by that? The ninja well, action. It has, it has a ninja action feature where his like arm or something does some sort of weird movement, and he even admitted himself that the the head doesn't even move properly. Oh, you took the, a flyer on those those points. To come into Steven's defense here, and it is because I like this figure. The ninja action feature on this is probably the least offensive of the entire Ninja Force line, in that his action feature happens when you lift his arm up, very much like a He-Man figure, but in this case, you just have to lift the arm up and the, both arms move at the same time, but... The screaming whirlwind! <laughs> yes, but... And it is a feature you can break. You can actually break the mechanism and actually have him working like a normal, storm, like a normal GI Joe, which I've done. <laughs> um, there is an internal ratchet to it. So you can click it into various uh, positions. It won't um, always uh, remain in the same position and not be able to, to move from that position. You can get a full 360-degree rotation on his, his uh, shoulder joints. But Does his waist move? I have doctored mine <laughs> so that his waist moves like a traditional O-ringer. You need to basically shave off these little nubbins that, that hold his waist in place. Yes, those, those two little pegs. Yeah, that keep it fairly safe. Yeah, well, Rob, I mean, you're absolutely right. Uh, this would definitely take Knox as a figure design, but as a quintessential, or as a definitive sculpt for me, this is the version that I always felt was Storm Shadow. Uh, and nostalgia does color it in a specific light and, 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 and I suppose enhances its value in my eyes. But I've always liked how how the, the look pops. Before we close, I mean, I think it's worth noting if, if we've spoken about the great Storm Shadows, are there any Storm Shadow uh, sculpts? Uh, and, and maybe we should be fair and ignore New Sculpt era, maybe because it's just too much of an easy target. But are there any Storm Shadows that you guys despise? Like that you think are the absolute... Uh, shittest version of um, Storm Shadow because there, me, there are a few humdingers. Version 3 Storm Shadow. <laughs> let, let, me, <laughs> oh, Rob. let me speak on the duality of Storm Shadow, or the, I'm sorry, the duality of uh, Joburg because the one that Steven feels is definitive is, is the one that I find the most offensive. But it's because of the paint. He feels very Zuba, like 1990 to me. Uh, I don't, do you, did you guys have those Zuka pants in uh, South Africa? <laughs> Heavens no. I think that's the one time sanctions came through for us, dude. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm sorry that happened, but yeah. It's, the, the color scheme offends me, but that's that's my only knock. I, I think it's interesting that none of us picked the, the, the original release, but... Uh, you set it up front, man. He has got some f funky issues. The head sculpt yeah. is, in in retrospect, unfortunately, it's hard to overlook. But that said, yeah. I believe to kids who are around to appreciate it back in 84, the year of my birth, incidentally, this was a mythical figure to track down. To find a single carded Storm Shadow was the must-have toy of that year, and probably the, the year immediately afterwards. In defense of my Storm Shadow, I have to say that he just interacts well with the uh, very 90s Snake Eyes, which I also worshipped as my go-to Snake Eyes, and that being Snake Eyes version 4. Red visor, blue goggles... <laughs> yeah, another day. Another day for that one. Bam. Um, so they are brothers in arms. Like, they are made for one another, and therefore... Yeah, we'll be remembered with much fondness for this G.I. Joe fan. 
damn you guys and your sensibilities. If you ever want to get like uh, uh, the coolness of that version three Storm Shadow, like you just want to just just the coolness of that figure or that design is encapsulated in the artwork or the box art for Fate of or for the Atlantis uh, Factor GI Joe game because he's doing like a flying kick, but that whole scene is just super 90s with uh, Hawk in the front and you got that Storm Shadow doing that flying kick, but it just looks so right. And that is where a lot of that version 3's coolness comes from, definitely. Um, and Herb Trimpey's story and art in issue 119. Anyone scratching their head as to why I love this Storm Shadow so much, read issue 119 and just imagine... Had this version 3 Storm Shadow not been released as part of the Ninja Force subset and been released with proper accessories, a back hole to accept a backpack or sword sheath, and no fucking action feature, he could have been a very, very, very formidable figure design. So yes... Issue 119 of G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, if you think my mind has taken a walk off the map. But I think, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we have time for right now. This has been G.I. Joeberg, episode 67. My name's Steven, and as always, I'm joined by my very good friends. Paul the fan of Storm Shadow! <laughs> Robert? Special missions, as always. Blam! Boom. Say something, somebody. Rob, say goodbye. Rob, say goodbye. <laughs> Douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> ah!